Hi, it's Mimi. Welcome to our new weekly Mimi Moments, a new series focusing on short, impactful excerpts from some of the most powerful conversations that I've had on the show. I hope it elevates your day. And if you want to hear the whole episode, there's a link in the show notes. Thanks for listening. Enjoy. Why do you think people struggle with depression and anxiety so much? It's so multifaceted, but there are so many things in our current ecosystem that are not health promoting. Um, you know, our food system, it is so substantially been downgraded, whereas now we have all of these chemicals in our food and a lot of processed food. And the majority of the, you know, American diet, also known as the SAD diet or the standard American diet, is not health promoting. And so when we have all of these inflammatory oils and uh, substances and processed foods, our brain is only about two to three pounds, but it uses 20 to 30% of our energy every day. So it's a really, really energy consumptive organ. So if you're thinking about what you're putting into your mouth is so much more than just calories. It's information for your cells. It's what your energy will be made from. It, it's what everything in your body will run off of. So if you're fueling your body with Doritos and Twinkies and processed foods and you're on the go all the time, then that's what your brain is going to run off of. I would rather be, you know, fueled by like grass fed steak and like wild blueberries or something, because that's going to give so much better information to the brain. Also, um, you know, we've gotten away from things like healthy fats. Our brain is mostly fat and water. So we need these healthy fats like avocado, olive oil, um, to make sure that our brains work at, um, you know, top performance. So food is a major, major component. And I talk about it a lot on my channel. And we'll talk a little bit about the brain health diet real quick, just so people have some actionable takeaways. Um, brain health diet, of course, we want to completely eliminate all processed foods if possible. Really shop in the perimeter of the grocery store because that's where you're going to find the fresh foods. We want to be eating foods that are just an ingredient, not a whole list of ingredients. If you don't know what's in the food, I try to steer clear of that. So we want whole foods that are super nutritious. We want to stay as low glycemic as we can. So where we're at in society right now with sugar intake is absolutely obscene. Not only is it being consumed in the form of desserts and things of that nature, but sugar is also snuck into so many products like ketchup or sauces, things that we don't even realize, or, you know, a Starbucks drink that someone may be consuming with, you know, the entire weeks of sugar in one beverage. And, and it's just not something that's necessarily on top of mind. So sugar can be inflammatory, as can, of course, these processed foods. So we just want to keep those to an extreme minimum or eliminate them if possible. Also, uh, things like dark leafy greens are incredible for brain health, wild-caught salmon, um, and these fattier fishes because the fat is great for brain health. And they're also loaded with omega-3s like DHA and EPA, which our brain really loves. And that's why a lot of times um, there's a lot of studies too connecting fish oil and uh, re significantly reduced risk of depression. So fish oils are really good as well. Wild blueberries are loaded in antioxidants and polyphenols. So those are great. It's a great snack. Sometimes I eat them frozen as like a little ice cream or sometimes I mix them with some uh, chunks of organic coconut because then you have a fat 
And then you have the blueberry. So the healthy fat kind of blunts the the sugar in the blueberries a little bit. So you have a better glycemic response. So we have the wild-caught salmon, greens, uh, walnuts. They look like a brain, so that's really easy to remember, but walnuts are good for the brain. And cacao. Cacao is really loaded with a ton of antioxidants and polyphenols, but we want to make sure that we're choosing 70% dark chocolate or higher. So that's, in my opinion, a great snack and something indulgent that we can enjoy. Um, Turmeric is uh, really good too for brain health because it's an anti-inflammatory. So um, the curcumin and turmeric is great. So using that up for seasonings is amazing. You need to have it with black pepper. I heard you need to have turmeric with black pepper or is that not So it can increase absorption um, with the black pepper. So if you're doing like a GT shot or something, then yeah, sometimes it's, it, they'll add black pepper in there. Sometimes I do like a ginger turmeric shot every day. That's kind of how I get my turmeric. And then I also take a supplement called brain curcumin. So where I'm going with this and, and the food and one of the potential reasons why our mental health has shifted so far um, is because it is literally, you know, the input and it's changed so much. So what we're eating has a major influence on mood and our, you know, cognition, brain fog, things like that. Because if we have inflammation in the body, then we'll have inflammation in the brain. And that can lead to a lot of different, um, you know, ailments in terms of cognition. So food is a big one. I would say sleep is another huge issue, but the quality of sleep is also really important. And these days, there are so many things that are keeping us up, whether it be stress from work or, you know, Netflix. I talk about this all the time, but I mean, Netflix will steal your time. You know, one more episode equals one less hour of sleep. Additionally, when we don't sleep well, a variety of things happen in the body that make it more difficult to be healthy the next day, more difficult to be more creative. So our blood pressure can be higher. Our um, mood stability significantly decreases with even one night of poor sleep. And I think that we can all attest to this and we can feel this in our body. So if we don't sleep well, we're going to be irritable. We're going to be less uh, creative. We're going to be more inclined. Our, our hunger hormones actually go up. So we'll be more inclined to either overeat or crave things like carbs because those can definitely, and and processed carbs a lot of times can give us that quick energy or like sugar rush. But then of course, we're going to drop down and crash a little bit later. And then of course, we can't, we, you know, we, we, we would be remiss not to talk about what we've been living through in the past two years. And you know, there's been so much negativity and I, and I understand that, you know, we needed that to a point, but the way that our brains work, and there's a concept called neuroplasticity, and that's the idea and the miraculous, um, the miraculous thing that our brains will look different today than they looked yesterday, and they'll look different tomorrow than they do today. So what does that mean for us on a practical level? So the inputs that we give our brain, and if we're, you know, consuming a lot of negative media um, via news or we're looking at a lot of negative content on social media, we have toxic relationships in our life, we don't like our job, all of these negative inputs. If we think about neuronal connections, the negativity and the, the inputs for negativity, those neuron connections get stronger. So the more negative that you think, the more negative you'll continue to think moving forward. So everything thing that I do in my life, whether I'm watching a show or consuming content on social media, I think, what is this going to make my brain look like tomorrow? Is my brain going to be better because of this content or is it going to be worse? Mm -hmm. And think about all the kids 
on TikTok right now. I was talking to my boyfriend about this yesterday. We were just, we're watching a video on like just some crazy people on TikTok. (laughs) And we were talking about it after just thinking, how are these kids in TikTok world all day long? It is exhausting. I actually have, have not gone on TikTok in probably over a month. And I've stopped posting on there just because if I'm on social media too much, I feel numb. Like my brain is numb. My body is numb. I don't feel alive. And I want to do more things that make me feel alive every day and less things that make me feel numb, whether that's eating like crap, too much TV time, too much social media time, um, negativity, getting in a slump. That's the numbness. But I like feeling alive where I'm like meditating and feeling the energy in my body and walking and going outdoors and being in love with life and feeling and consuming only this more blissful, calming content in my life, whether it's online or offline. So I'd love to ask you, what is the effect on even like children's brains, but more of like the general population's brains when it comes to uh, content life on TikTok, where it's designed to just grab your attention and then you're addicted to the next, to the next with this whole cycle. Absolutely. So we have a neurotransmitter called dopamine. Um, When we are constantly excited, dopamine has uh, a lot to do with the reward system in the body. So it gives us that drive and motivation to pursue something and then we receive the reward and then we want to do more of it. So with social media in general, TikTok, Instagram, these videos, we're constantly getting, we can, I guess, call it a dopamine hit throughout the day. And when our dopamine levels spike, our bodies naturally want to be in homeostasis. So therefore, we're going to have a little bit of a slump after we kind of get the dopamine hit because it wants to maintain. So we're constantly, we're we're essentially rewiring the brain, the way that where our brains work. We're reducing our attention spans because we're not staying focused on on one topic matter. We're so used to consistently getting something new and fresh and exciting. So it's certainly impacting the brain on, on many levels, but dopamine is a really big system that's involved with why we want more. And we're like I said, overtaxing that system in a way that we never have. So I'm excited to see what the literature says over time but it most certainly is making substantial brain changes right now for all of us on social media. And I always say, if you follow anyone in real life or on social media that doesn't make you feel good in some way and you constantly want to compare yourself to them, do yourself a huge favor and just unfollow them. Unfollow them in real life, unfollow them online, whatever it is, but your mental peace, you absolutely have to prioritize it. Mm -hmm. Also, Mimi, if you look at... In addition to that, the way that lifestyles are built today, you know, not only are our kids significantly up on social media, but things like diabetes. I mean, diabetes is one in three right now, and it's primarily type two, which is a, a lifestyle contributed type form of diabetes, and it can actually be reversed with lifestyle changes. Uh, type two. But, you know, now kids are are developing all these diabetes and chronic diseases that typically we wouldn't see until much later in life. But it's a mix between being addicted to the phones. And this is another, as we go back to why do I think all of these, you know, mental health issues are occurring right now? You know, 
Kids are very sedentary. As a society, we are so much more sedentary than we used to be. Exercise is one of the most potent brain boosters that you can have, even just walking. You know, I aim for 10 to 15,000 steps a day just to, again, keep that blood flow boosted and try to do it outside because we're so vitamin D deficient as a society. It's just really leading us down a pretty scary path. Mm -hmm. And it really seems like all of the things that you're saying, it's simply to bring it back to simplicity and to what we're supposed to do as human beings. It's like the things you're saying aren't radical. Get out in nature more, move your body more, eat foods that our ancestors used to eat. It's, It's just bringing it back and shedding off the layers of what the world has become, which is a lot of fake food a lot of fake media, news, everything. Like, you know, just on your phone, it's not real life scrolling past everyone's highlight reels, little moments that have been edited to grab your attention. It's all fake. It's fake, fake, fake. Bringing it back to what's real and pure and like how our ancestors used to live. So that's so simple. It it doesn't have to be hard. And I like these, you know, these, these actionable tips that you're giving because it, doesn't have to be hard, which is such a relief for a lot of people. A lot of people find overwhelm in getting healthier and, you know, wanting to prevent issues down the line. And I feel like it's just so much more simple than so many people think. Absolutely. And some of the most potent things, we can call them biohacks, but really it's just going, like you said, back to ancestral ways and and the way that our body, you know, was used to being treated before we kind of created this entire, entirely different reality where we stay inside all the time and we wear shoes all the time. I mean, grounding and being in nature, you know, you have all of these energetic frequencies from the sun and from the ground and from the water. We're missing out on so much of that. And there are a lot of benefits to going outside and grounding, just sitting on the grass, making contact with the earth, walking on the beach, going into the water. This can improve our heart rate variability, which is uh, HRV, an aura ring or a whoop can measure it, but it's basically, it's a measure of stress on the body. And we have so many different stressors from, you know, the foods that we talked about, the lack of sleep. And also it's, it's important to consider Consider the how you're thinking too, because our thoughts as human beings, you know, we can um, actually impact our biology. So we can recall something that happened maybe 10 years ago. Our body doesn't know if it happened right now or if it happened then, because we can induce the same chemical reaction in our body. So when we ruminate all the time on things that happened, you know, many years ago or just are ruminating in general it can create inflammation in the body. Mm-hmm. And as you know, as a meditation app owner, I this is what I'm, I, I am obsessed with learning about is how our thoughts create our reality, how our thoughts can literally change our physical bodies. It's so connected and I'm excited about all the science coming out about all of, you know, the the mind body connection work so many people are doing now. So tell me what you think. Like how 
much can our thoughts impact our physical world? Yeah, this is a great question. And, you know, there is quite a bit of research and data on the quality and your thoughts impacting things like sickness, chronic disease, things of that nature. You know, we'll have to dive in and see if if there's any like kind of uh, actual study links between our thoughts and manifestation and what our future could look like. But what I can say is from personal experience and what I believe. So, Everything else we kind of talked about is very backed by science. These are the things we can do to improve our brain health. But without a doubt, because I'm a living testament to this as well, you have to envision yourself where you want to be in detail for it to be effective. Because the amazing thing is, is that the only thing holding you back from your dream life is your thoughts, your thoughts about yourself, your self-esteem. I say this in a couple, in a post that I make every now and then, but we cannot outperform our level of self-esteem. We cannot draw to ourselves more than we think we are worth. So when you, when you don't, if you don't believe that you're worthy of the perfect life, you're never going to do what it will take to get there because you don't feel like you deserve it. Um, It's really all about getting past these limiting beliefs because once you do that and once you can kind of get out of your own head, the sky is truly the limit. I hope you enjoyed this Mimi moment. And while I have your attention, we'd love your feedback on the new Mimi podcast reboot. It would mean so much to me if you could leave a review and you could even send me a message on Instagram to tell me what you think about the new show upgrade. I'd love to hear from you.